Hi guys, and welcome to the Get Positive Podcast, where we're going to talk about positive psychological methods for handling daily stress and anxiety, as well as ways for improving the quality of life and self-image. Hi there, and welcome to the Get Positive Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss ways that people can improve their lives, self-image, and happiness using positive psychology methods or interventions. This podcast is purely offered for educational purposes, and we do not diagnose conditions or offer treatments. These are just conversations about real methods that are improving people's lives and the research that supports them. In today's episode, we are talking about trauma and how positive psychology is making real differences in the lives of trauma survivors. In particular, the use of mindfulness meditation to provide a calming anchor during trauma-related symptoms. One of the most damaging experiences that can affect someone's life is suffering trauma. It can impact multiple areas, including physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And attempting to heal from trauma begins with first being able to recognize it and the responses that it triggers. The American Psychological Association defines trauma as any disturbing experience that results in significant fear, helplessness, dissociation, confusion, or other disruptive feelings intense enough to have a long-lasting negative effect on a person's attitudes, behavior, and other aspects of functioning. Traumatic events include those caused by human behavior as well as by nature and often challenge an individual's view of the world as a just, safe, and predictable place. But how big of a problem is trauma in our world? According to the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, 6% of the population in the United States, which equates to about 6 out of every 100 people in the U.S., will experience PTSD at least once during their lifetime. And in 2020, approximately 5% of adults in the U.S., which is roughly 13 million people, were experiencing PTSD signs or symptoms. And estimates show that 4% of men compared to 8% of women are likely to struggle with PTSD symptoms at some point. And this is not just a struggle for veterans or people exposed to wartime conditions. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, at least two-thirds of children reveal having lived through a traumatic experience by the time they reach the age of 16. Because trauma invades so many parts of a person's life. And the symptoms sometimes have multiple triggers. A truly useful form of therapy would be a method that can be used at any time it is needed. Thankfully, current research shows that some intervention techniques that are showing effectiveness include mindfulness meditation, art, yoga, spiritual reflection, and the use of mantras. And it's important to understand that not all trauma is the same. The most commonly thought of type is post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, which is typically caused by a singular, devastating type of event, like a car accident, or being present during a shooting, or it could be associated with a specific period of time, like being present in a war zone. Another type of trauma is known as complex trauma, and with this type, instead of being attached to a specified event or time period, This type of trauma usually develops over an extended period of time. It may be a repeated experience 
and it often and usually stems from interpersonal types of relationships. These types of relationships uh, could be domestic violence, could be childhood abuse by a caregiver, being in a narcissistic relationship, and other forms of family dysfunction. Both of these types of trauma can cause the most often recognized symptoms, which are panic and anxiety, lack of appetite, difficulty sleeping, hypervigilant sensitivity, and more. However, people who have experienced the complex trauma can develop other mental health challenges in addition to those symptoms that they share with PTSD. After experiencing complex trauma, the person often shows deeper, more personalized internal symptoms of trauma at the core of how they view and feel about themselves. Some examples of these symptoms include self-criticism and doubt and feelings of dissociation. Conventionally, the first line of treatment for PTSD symptoms would involve methods like cognitive behavioral therapy, prolonged exposure therapy, eye movement desensitization and reprogramming. For many patients, these methods can be successful, but studies have shown that many patients still suffer symptoms and continue to be diagnosed with PTSD after treatment with these usual evidence-based psychotherapies. Which brings us back to the use of positive psychology methods for alleviating trauma. In recent years, studies conducted by researchers from the University of York showed that using an intervention system with multiple components, which means mul multiple methods of treatment, was effective in treating PTSD symptoms. These multiple method approaches involved not just medicine-based therapies, but also included the use of techniques like hypnotherapy, mindfulness-focused and acceptance therapies, accelerated resolution, and sensorimoto therapies. The findings of this research concluded that the overall severity of the PTSD symptoms were reduced by the treatments involving multiple methods, and they found that several other positive outcomes appeared as well. There were reduced symptoms of emotional dysregulation, less negative associations with self-concept, and fewer disturbances of the relationships. And additionally, there was a decrease in reported occurrence of anxiety and depression, less worsening of symptoms from the data in the trial, and fewer thoughts or attempts of suicide. And while there are several forms of positive methods used in these studies, for this episode, we will focus on the mindfulness meditation. In future episodes, we will discuss some of the other interventions in more detail. Mindfulness is a practice of meditation that focuses entirely on the present, which encompasses all thoughts, feelings, and physical sensations that occur in the present, and the acceptance of those without judgment or reaction. By observing and acknowledging the inner workings and responses of the body and mind, survivors of trauma can anchor their awareness to the present and separate that from the experiences of the past. This anchoring can provide a sense of safety and security during times of overwhelming emotions or anxiety. And at the same time, it can help increase awareness of oneself and feelings of empowerment. And in this way, it serves to counteract some of the common responses to trauma, such as anxiety, numbness, reliving the experience, or feeling easily triggered. 
When beginning a new practice of mindfulness, it is advised that if anything becomes uncomfortable and increases feelings of anxiety or discomfort, then it is time to take a break and walk away. Perhaps try it another time or a different place when a support person can be there to provide a sense of security. Other suggestions that may be helpful for someone experiencing discomfort during mindful meditation uh, could be reopening the eyes and observing the room and surrounding environment, perhaps employing some self-talk with positive and peaceful reminders to be in the present moment, maybe slowly and gently moving the body in small ways like stretching or a change of position, try standing instead of sitting or lying down. Particularly for survivors of trauma, it is important to allow the freedom to modify the surroundings or circumstances of the mindful meditation practice if needed to alleviate these types of feelings of discomfort. With that being said, let's move into a discussion of how to practice mindfulness. Essentially, a session of mindful meditation involves some basic conditions. The first step is trying to find a comfortable position where you won't be distracted. Second, focus on the breathing, how the breath moves in and out of the body. Third, open the mind and let the attention wander throughout the body, noting any physical sensations being experienced. Fourth, as the body begins to deepen into the relaxed state, let the mind drift. Take notes of what thoughts filter through without judging or reacting to them. But as with any new mental health practice, it is always advisable to seek guidance from a licensed practitioner before you begin. We hope you've enjoyed this discussion on the use of mindful approaches to trauma and hope that you will join us again next time. We use several resources in the development of the material for this episode, and those references are listed on our website if you wish to follow up on them for more information. There'll be many interesting topics coming up in our future episodes, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on them. Thank you for sharing today's discussion with us. Once again, this was for informational purposes only. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe to our channel and consider sharing feedback in your social media. Be sure to link back to us so we can mention you in our shout-out section of future episodes.